0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Esports Power Hour. Today we have a bit of a change-up, crowns out on vacation, leaving you stuck here with me, Metam, to do the introduction. Today we'll be talking about Amazon sponsoring NRG Esports, Team Liquid partnering with Mobilytics, Rocket League sponsoring WWE, and Hollywood hosting a new Esports team.
1: it's sob here A little sick this week but uh hopefully my coughing isn't going to interfere format change for this week we've only got two people and so we're doing away with the timer thing because Meta and i are two people who can have a decent conversation without interrupting one another hopefully so uh sit down nice comfy chair get some tea going to relax, we're going to talk about some esports, and to kick us into the first topic, I'm going to throw it back to Matt.
0: Alright, so starting off today, Zob and I will be talking about both NRG and Amazon Mobile finalizing a one-year sponsorship agreement with Banglory and Hearthstone. NRG's co-founder Andy Miller told ESPN, we made our careers in lightning-fast space of mobile billing, content and monetization we are firm believers that the mobile esports scene will see similar acceleration and are excited by mobile only titles like Banglory. amazon mobile's first approach to this sponsorship really struck a chord with us they're really forward thinking about mobility and together we should, we should shine a spotlight on amazon's many mobile efforts so my question to you sob is with one of the world's largest online purchasing companies getting involved in esports how much of an impact do you think it will make with mobile eSports?
1: I think it has a fairly significant impact. A big name like Amazon coming in um definitely starts to drive the force across for many of the other bigger m- many bigger names. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if something like Google started taking a look at even little things or just dis- discussing the topic in the office, that sort of thing within, with this announcement coming through. Um, now, obviously the financial terms of the deal weren't disclosed. Uh, and again, it is only a one year sponsorship. So it doesn't, it doesn't give you a whole lot as to what the deal necessarily entails. Uh, Just that it is going to be following specifically Energy's Hearthstone and Vainglory teams. That's not their championship-winning Smite team. It's not their NA title holders uh, in Rocket League. It's Hearthstone and Vainglory, which does make sense considering it's a mobile platform that Amazon has used Partnership for. And these are both two mobile games something to that extent. So I, th- I think it makes the most sense in terms of teams specifically. But yeah, to answer your question, I think it definitely starts to get some of the bigger names talking or starting to look into uh, this sort of thing.
0: So one of the big things that they had mentioned is that they're having teams where the Amazon coin logo on the front of their jerseys and have to do some road shows and whatnot. So I'm kind of wondering... That opens up the grounds for a future sponsorship deal. It might just be like a test for this one year. Is one thing I'm really wondering. Do you think that they're gonna keep it as one year? I mean, it doesn't make much sense to only do one year if they're making the added logo to their jerseys.
1: I think it. I think it depends. It depends from more so Amazon's perspective what it is necessarily that they get out of it. This year doesn't hold many. Um, many limitations for them it's more so a way to kind of put your toes in the water It it that one year deals don't really have any implications that's why you see like in traditional sports um, people sign like entry level contracts for a year um, most of them are lesser known players or players who've no one's really heard of so something like this is isn't out of the realm of expectation Um, especially for Vainglory since Vainglory popped up relatively recently and while the hype has been fairly well received it doesn't have much of a history to go off of Hearthstone has been around for I think a couple or three years now um, or something to that extent so it, it to me it depends what Amazon thinks that they can get out of it and as the year of the deal kind of starts to come to a close it'll it'll be a broad spectrum of okay this is kind of where the money came from is it sustainable
0: yeah i mean what really surprises me is well a this is amazon's first sponsorship into esports which is honestly a pretty significant company to just now be getting involved in it. I kind of wonder why they haven't gotten involved in it before. But that kind of brings me to the second point of Amazon owning Twitch. So, they kind of already sponsor it. It's not necessarily a sponsorship, but all the tournaments and everything are hosted on Twitch, which is owned by Amazon. So... Is Amazon Mobile a completely separate stock and entity in its own, or... Do you know how that actually works? I don't
1: know a hundred percent. I think how it operates is like its own separate wing. because if you okay, if you imagine sort of a parent company, we'll take um, I don't know, we'll take generic eSports organization A, and they have their hand in a bunch of different different teams and um, games, right? It could be an instance of, you know, like while Amazon still signs your paycheck, you have complete control over kind of how it goes and how it operates and that sort of thing. So I, I think Amazon still has like control of it, obviously, but for the most part, it kind of runs as its own little... I I don't want to use the term like rogue operation but it's it's kind of like one of those things off to the side where they do get they get to do their own thing and like they're, while they're still watched it's no one really pays attention to them I, I obviously that's just my personal opinion I don't really know too much about it
0: so it's kind of like how you think it's kind of like how I believe Google has two separate stocks it's Google Alphabet and just Google So it's probably something like that, then. Yeah, that's possible. So, if Amazon owns Twitch, which all these tournaments are live streamed on, and they own one of the teams, couldn't it lead to some favoritism in the Twitch realm and make some teams sign away from them in that side of things, don't you think? And, like, go to Zubu or Hitbox?
1: If it's one of the instances um where it is kind of its own separate thing then i don't think it's a problem however that being said if it is the instance where you see um amazon does have a stranglehold or twitch what okay well if you think of it as tencent who owns riot games right riot games still gets to operate how they want but tencent has a majority stake so it's completely possible that Twitch still operates how it wants, but Amazon has a majority stake. So Twitch can still choose like their partnerships and that sort of thing, but I don't think Amazon necessarily has much say, which is why Amazon is using this as like a separate venture. So while Twitch already has these deals forged with uh, teams and organizations and in these titles and all these all these streamed games and tournaments and that sort of thing. I think it's the same relative uh, deal with uh, Amazon Coin doing kind of their own separate sponsoring thing, but it's all still under the same parent company.
0: All right, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, the other more minor thing I was thinking about was making the teams go on roadshows to some of these events it could definitely help the teams grow on like a with bands and gain a bigger fan base. Right. But it kinda hinders the practice time that some of these players are gonna have. I mean I guess that's kinda the nice thing about mobile is that I don't know why I keep saying mobile and not mobile. But uh it is the big thing with mobile is that they can always practice, but not having a stable connection could Kind of hinder the team's performance. So, are they in it just for the fan base and to pull attention, or do they actually want their team to win?
1: I well, okay, from energy's perspective, obviously, they still want to win. They they have titles, as I kind of mentioned before, they have yeah, uh, smite world championships, they're three time NA RLCS or RLLCS. I don't know what the correct term is off the top of my head, but something to that extent. Um, so uh, Energy's mindset is they want to win. Amazon, I think, wants to kind of bring around the idea that, hey, this exists. So you attach a name on something, and you send it around, and it It kind of, like, garners that extra attention. So, if you think of it... uh, We'll do it as an interesting analogy. So, I want you to imagine you have a donut box. Okay? That would be pretty nice. (laughs) Say there's this donut (laughs) that you really want to kind of test the um, general public's... um, idea on whether or not they like this donut whether this specific type of donut is popular okay so this donut in this essence is going to be energy now the rest of the donuts are donuts that people already like um are staples for the bakery you know fan favorites that sort of thing the other donuts are going to be labeled as amazon slash um more recognizable brands okay so you're going to take this box of donuts and you're going to put it out for a taste test in these road shows and you're going to ask people to try the donuts but you're going to record specifically the reactions of the energy donut so to speak right this is kind of how they're going to test is this city a an esports market city this also ties into something that we've talked about previously in other weeks with franchising uh, that sort of thing. So this data that Amazon could collect from this is actually incredibly valuable. And so obviously some people sell data and that sort of thing to other companies specifically for information. Um, All right,
0: so... Go so, ahead.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Right. Sorry.
0: So I get what you're saying, and I do agree that data is really important with all this franchising that's going on. I think the donut example was kind of a long yeah, shot.
1: Maybe it, was, maybe it was kind of a stretch. I, I mean, you know, I
0: walked of. away a little bit hungry, but you know that's life. Yeah.
1: yeah, You know, thinking about it now, maybe it wasn't the best example, but uh, I think I think most people still kind of get where I'm going with it, even though it's not the most clear path. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we took the scenic route.
0: Yeah, you can say that again. So, yeah, I definitely think that the whole thing is going to open up, hopefully, some Google sponsorships as well, because as we all know, Google has a decent amount of money that they could throw into esports to help it grow. But uh, unless you have something else to say, I think it's about time to actually move on to the next subject after a short break.
1: You no, know, I've think that's everything that i have so we are you're good to toss it
0: Alrighty, then we will come back and talk about the team liquid's attempt to
2: group up with mobilitics So earlier this week, it was announced that Team Liquid is partnering with Mobilytics,
1: a gaming analytics company out of New York. So the platform Mobilytics has built basically dissects players' data and offers insights on how to enhance and develop the talent with a focus on optimal performance. So the idea behind it is you can crunch down all the numbers that someone has in their career. For this specific example, League of Legends is the uh, platform that they're specifically partnering for. Um, it deconstructs all your data and basically shows your areas of strength and your areas of weakness. Compare that to other players; you can find how you how you stack up. And this is super important for organizations, especially in terms of bringing in homegrown talent, which is something that I've been. Passionate about last week and in other weeks. Uh, so, Medem, I'm going to ask you a very interesting question. How do you think organizations and teams are going to use this data that Mobilitics is going to offer to enhance their rosters and make runs at championships?
0: Well, I think the big thing is the GPI that they're putting in there. I don't know what it stands for, I'm assuming it's like Game Player Index, maybe? But I assume that's right, yeah. Being able to see all the stats, they I don't have access to it currently. We're working on getting access to it, so we can go more into detail on it. But it looks like it's going to show the average for all of your games, so players will be able to see what they need to improve on, whether it's warding or CSing, damage, kill participation. And being able to see this... And organizations being able to see this, I think, will help a lot in scouting out new talents and finding players that they feel they could really help improve to the point of where they can go pro or join organizations. Versus some of these players who are so consistent that it's just going to be too hard to actually change the way that they play the game.
1: So, based on traditional scouting methods that we've seen through both scouting grounds and just finding kind of how teams pull in new players via solo queue or other things like that. Does this data impact straight player interaction, which is what some teams have been using, where your players meet some players in solo queue and they recommend that they come and try out for the team. Does that do away with that or would you say that statistics is just another platform that teams would have to use on top of already built relationships with players?
0: Well, I think it's just going to be another tool. I don't see any way of eliminating players going to their coaches, the organization heads and recommending a player because you still need to be able to get that player name to look up what all their stats are and what they can improve on. So without actually Seeing the player in game and seeing how they perform, you kind of need to do that in order to find their stats.
1: So it's important to note in the article that we are discussing, and it comes from PVP Line, uh, written by Dustin Steiner. Uh, he details that other teams, such as Michael or Echo Fox, have used um, world record platforms such as Twin Galaxies as in quotations, pseudo-analytics, to recruit their H1Z1 team and had stated their intention to start doing the same thing with their other teams. And Twin Galaxies is more of a service level style of tracking, using specialized parameters for specific tasks in H1Z1, such as kills, survival time, etc., and then ranking players in that way. So while Mobilelytics claims to be more in-depth and full-service, met him you've kind of already browsed the website does it live up to that idea of being more in-depth
0: well i don't have full access i can't actually look at my gpi to see what all details they put into it i'm registered to actually get into the private or into the uh yeah private beta but from what i'm seeing it's a lot of stuff that Op.gg has, and there's a little bit more. And honestly, I think the organization of it just looks so much better. So I do think it would live up to that. I. It would be nice if they added a ladder, so you could actually see each player. So it can eliminate the just having to go into solo queue and find a player's name to look them up. But I do think it lives up to the hype, and I think it will keep on going strong if they keep it up to date and don't have servers crash whenever reddit finds out about it
1: it's super important as i said kind of when we started this topic that this is able to be used to scout home pro talent um we've discussed it before it's something that kind of we've all agreed
2: on is Something that needs to be addressed here in North America specifically. But... This being a step... In the right direction. Is it a big enough step? Would you say? Or
1: is there still kind of much to be desired?
0: Really any step is a big step. And it's a big enough step because any steps more than just standing still. But I think that there's always more to be desired. There's always something more that we can improve on. But uh, just something else I wanted to toss in there as well before uh, you fire off your next question at me. I think that it will help out with individual coaching as well. So that alone will help improve the homegrown talent that you were just talking about. Because, I mean, one of the things that they have on here is CS at 10 minutes cs difference at 10 minutes wards per minute and just being able to see those stats will allow a coach to look at a player and be able to find where their largest weakness is without having to spend 45 minutes watching a replay so having those stats is really important for homegrown talent and that's coming from a coach himself you heard it here first Uh, you're gonna pull that in here i don't think we've announced that, that i'm the coach but, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, you can keep uh, on going now. Uh, today we learned. Today we <laughs> learned.
1: Alright, so my next question for you. Regarding all the statistics, is it something that people are going to need to get accustomed to? Is it going to be something along the lines of kind of too much information? How in-depth is too in-depth? Or is there that kind of ceiling that
0: could be hit. There's definitely a ceiling that could be hit. Uh, I mean, just looking at it, it's overwhelming. I mean, they have 15, 16 different tabs that you can click on and look at things like KDA, kill participation, ads. It's going to be difficult to get used to them all and actually understand how to read them. It kind of comes with all charts and how difficult charts are to read for some people and the organization of it, which I think they really accomplished that pretty well. It'd be nice if they added a <laughs> this it sounds a how-to manual and just show people what they should be looking at and if you could actually compare your stats to somebody else which may be able to be done with the GPI but what's out currently looking at it I mean I'm looking at this stat here, and at 35 minutes I have 34% of the damage on Xerath, but what does a pro player generally have? What should I be looking for? So, being able to see that GPI and where it finally lands would definitely be helpful, but I think the charts could be a little bit easier to read. Okay.
1: Now, I'm actually loading into this myself, because I didn't realize that you could actually search yourself all your talk of all the organization got me pretty interested. Now, in terms of the layout, just kind of landing on your own personal summary, I think it's kind of interesting the way it goes down. Um, yours was, I guess, refreshed a little more than mine because mine is mine says 21 wins, 21 losses with you specifically, and you were talking 21 24, I think, before we started this segment specifically.
2: Now, where does the scouting scene kind of go from here, in your opinion?
1: So now we're, we're bringing in the extra statistics. We're bringing in ways to develop new players and facilitate new players and seriously look to try to bolster ourselves as a region.
2: In your opinion as a coach, as an eSports persona,
1: because you are famous here at RTE. Famous. With the eSports Power Hour, my man Metam, what would you say is the next step for facilitating our players here in North America?
0: It's honestly hard to say without being able to look at what the GPI provides, assuming it only provides your own GPI and what your scores are, I think the next step would be allowing, like as a coach, if I could line up all five of my players and all five of the enemy players, I would be able to narrow down, okay so the mid lane's the weakness, so I want my jungler to stick around in that mid lane and gank that mid lane harder to snowball or lead and put them behind. So being able to actually look at that will add to just what the play strategy or what the yeah play strategy the uh strategy is going into a game, so it'll actually go a little bit beyond just the analytics and it'll actually add into the real coaching where the determining play style
2: comes in okay It's definitely something to uh kind of keep our keep our eyes on as
1: as we move forward i hope that both you and i manage to get uh access this it'd definitely be something to take a look at uh i personally would love to come back to it at some point but uh unless you can think of anything else that you'd like to talk about here about the team liquid and mobilitics partnership i think we're going to toss it over to the next topic
0: I I actually do want to add something here. I just wanted to toss out, it was actually something I wanted to mention on the last question. A lot of that is going to actually be determined by how Team Liquid uses it, because if they have a sponsorship or a partnership with Mobalytics, they're going to be the leading users of Mobilitics, and they'll be passing forward the suggestions, and their coach is going to be telling them the things they would like to see, which I'm really hoping that they add some of the stuff that I just tossed out. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, I think it's really nice to see Team Liquid, and honestly, any organization that's willing to go out on a limb to try to advance a region and a whole, while maybe even sacrificing themselves by giving other teams access to it, is really important, and it's nice to see and hear from.
2: For sure. Alright, well, if that is everything that we have for this topic, I think... Yep, that is it. Okay, so. that is it. So we will be back soon
1: after this break, and we've got... Uh, what was it? It was... Uh, <laughs> Rocket League. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was Rocket League. It's Rocket League. So we've got Rocket League sponsoring some WWE events um, coming up right after this. So game developer Psyonix, which is the creator of Rocket League, has partnered with wwe for an advertising deal that will last through august and both of them announced this on wednesday so the deal is going to see rocket league as a title sponsor for two wwe specific events in smackdown's live backlash which happened on saturday and raw's great balls of fire in july In addition, it's reported it will serve as one of several promotional sponsors for WWE's flagship multi-brand event SummerSlam in August. Rocket League will also be a presenting partner for the promotions WWE Women's Tournament during this summer. Madam, how interesting is this? It's flipped the script. No longer is it a big outside force coming in and sponsoring esports now it's esports coming in the other way what do you think
0: i i honestly don't even know it's so hard to say like rocket league is definitely a big window because i don't think i mean they've had good tournaments with decent prize pools i just i don't see it as much of an esport i'd rather just play that game casually even in ranked but that's just me so it's kind of interesting to see the direction rocket league's going in i mean like the only thing i can picture right now is people in wwe uniforms picking up little toy cars and smashing into each other and yelling smackdown (laughs) (laughs) with that thought running through my mind over and over it's kind of hard to even think to be honest with you yeah it 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 kind of leaves
1: that uh that idea of you know big um, muscular men like playing Beyblades or something, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. But uh, honestly, it's a pretty major thing to see that Rocket League feels like they're big enough to where they sponsor WWE and WWE accepts it and agrees to the advertisement deal. I'm kind of wondering if maybe it's like a logo on the side of one of the match walls or something... A little bit small and simple that people are going to be seeing like on the outside of hockey arenas you see i'm trying to think of a name that you'd see like toyota or something you'd see them on the side of it yeah well it i
1: don't know i don't know about you but it to me it's like almost like we've entered the matrix you know like everything's slowed down now it's everything is like
2: backwards You know, esports is now, like, we're the big guys,
1: kind of. But in its essence, not really. It's more so just, like, a promotion thing. Because it does go on to say that um, the integrated partnership with Psyonix will provide Rocket League with an opportunity to utilize WWE's global platforms to reach their passionate fan base, who many many of them are avid gamers themselves. And that's a quote coming
2: from Executive Vice President John Brody of WWE. Uh, I'll
0: try to remember what exactly you just said.
2: What exactly? I just...
0: Yes.
1: Oh, I was (laughs) (laughs) saying... I was saying it's an integrated partnership with Psyonix that will provide Rocket League with the opportunity to utilize WWE's global patent platforms to reach a passionate fan base who are avid gamers.
0: So, I think a big thing that I'm kind of wondering is how many WWE fans are actually that seriously into video games to where they want to play competitive Rocket League and vice versa. It's kind of a strange it's, it's, mix.
1: Yeah, it's, it's an interesting... Kind of questions, so to speak. Um, Then again, it's not really like okay. There, there are definitely like I think weirder mixes that we've
2: seen. For example, you've got like the scrawny kid, or like
1: a super popular like girl in high school. Okay. And she's, like, super into metal or something. Not to say that you can't be, but... Like, that's a mix.
0: I, I already see this example going downhill stuff. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, I, I was excited for another donut story, but... uh. Uh
1: No, you're not going to get it. Uh, well, I, I could turn it into a donut analogy if you want. I mean, no, it's let's not. not. Something... I'm already hungry enough.
0: All right but let's see i mean i do see where you're coming from there have been strange mixes of sponsorships and whatnot i just i don't know it's one of those things like you just don't expect it no matter what you it know, is it could be the strangest thing in the world and it's still you might have to slap yourself in the face a couple times to make sure you read it correctly you know something i wouldn't be opposed to
1: I don't, I don't know if, uh, if you feel the same way. But how interesting would it be if you have a partnership where you've got the people wrestling, right? You've got your wrestlers duking it out. And then off on the sidelines, like outside the ring, you have like a little crew of people Who are on a quote unquote team with that wrestler? So it would essentially be teams of four. You have your wrestler and you have like your three Rocket League players. And every time your Rocket League team scores a goal in the match, you get like some wonky ass like weapon or something. Cause we've all, we've all seen those cheesy things in wrestling where like, someone brings up a chair and you like hit somebody with a chair i i have no idea if you know what i mean but
0: <laughs> i i get what you're saying but i i think most of our audience is probably in agreement with me that we're happy that you don't create these sponsorships because yeah, that's I a mean, very uh long shot for the way the sponsorship it's... would
1: work you know what? I can't tell if I'm actually just struggling to think of things in terms of analogies, or if it's my me being sick. I don't want to blame being sick, but um, I'm just happy I haven't coughed while uh while we've been recording. That being said, uh, so for those who aren't familiar with kind of what Rocket League is, um, it puts now, i think and...
0: i should probably explain what rocket league is i played rocket league with you once
1: oh yeah <laughs> and we 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 saw how well that went uh <laughs> yeah all right so yeah well you, you can
0: take this away all right so for those of you who haven't seen rocket league and honestly willing to bet that most of our audience has seen it or at least heard from it but it is a bunch of cars that you're in control of, and you can jump and bounce around, and your goal is to hit a soccer ball into a goal. Typically, the way that the teams are playing is to have one goalie and two attackers in 3v3 matches. And in my opinion, playing goalie is the hardest thing in the world, but uh I'm not very good at the game. So, yeah, that's about it. <laughs>
2: you have two attackers and one defensive player and one really bad solve that
1: is fair yeah i don't know uh rocket league though has become pretty popular
0: yeah i um, think they grew up to what 19 million players or something uh 31 million 31 according, see. To, according to my source 31. That's Yeah, that's a pretty drastic gain. I mean, I remember whenever the game first came out, and just the amount of people... I believe it actually surpassed League of Legends and Dota at one point in on Twitch with the amount of viewers.
1: Definitely possible.
0: So, I mean, I can kind of understand why WWE would want sponsored, and I do think that they will gain some viewers maybe from this, but I, just, I don't see it being anything substantial like you were saying about having Rocket League matches going on on the side, incorporating it. I think it would just be like a simple logo or something on the wall.
1: Yeah, pro- that's probably more realistic. I, I'm I'm going for that dreamer approach, you know. You gotta you gotta gotta think of all these interesting things like so outside the box. It's actually in another box, and like. You just got to unpack that box, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but yeah. I'd rather just kind of not go for the long shot. I honestly, I think they'd probably lose viewers if they did your idea there. I know I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't watch it anyway because it's not my thing, but I don't think most people who are avid fans would want to watch that. Fair point,
1: fair point. Uh, just goes to show how much I know about wrestling. But... And Rocket League uh no i well okay yeah yeah no, i I won't try to i won't try to save it it's yeah
0: <laughs> but uh i think we can both be thankful that crown isn't here because he has not played rocket league either so that's kind of i think enough. we
1: can uh i think we can both uh be safe to say we're we're happy we haven't been interrupted quite yet
0: yeah we've all been able to get off full conversations. but uh, Yeah, for the most part. On that note, I think we're uh, good to move on to Hollywood taking over Hammer's eSports as their home city. Uh, do you have anything else to add before we do move over?
1: No, I don't think so. I think uh, I'm going to pop on over to
2: Rona and grab a couple Hammers because... Hammer's Esports in Hollywood is up next.
0: So for our fourth and final topic, we're going to go ahead and talk about TCL Chinese Theater in LA partnering with Hammer's Esports, which was founded in 2015, and they were fielding teams in Overwatch, Vainglory, and Clash Royale. So real soon into this, I'm actually going to go ahead and toss a question out to Sov and ask, what do you think this means for esports to have a home team? Uh, I think it's actually pretty
1: exciting. Uh, It's been discussed multiple times on the show, franchising, geolocation, uh, settling down in places. But this is going to be the first actual uh, esports team that's going to be located in a city and have an actual arena
0: well um, uh real fast i sorry i'm cutting you off we were just oh, no, real ahead. happy about that but uh why it's a little bit different from what we had talked about previously is it's not like it's a strictly overwatch team that's taking over though it's an arena and a home or a home field for lack of a better word for three different games Yeah, and it's not just Overwatch, so that's why I thought it was a more unique question than just saying what it means, like we had in previous discussions. Oh
1: no, for sure, I definitely, I definitely understand what you mean. Um, It it provides more of how do I want to word this? I guess it's not really okay. It's it's more of a flexible kind of stance, because or not really a stance, but. i I don't have a word to kind of facilitate where i'm going with it but it 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 centralizes a brand to a location it doesn't lock down a game only kind of thing if that makes sense basically what it what it is is it cements a brand into a location which is kind of nice. Um, it's it's going to be home. It's going to be located in Los Angeles. And there are already a couple teams and organizations that have, like, head offices or, you know, gaming houses in Los Angeles County, but none of them have, like, decided to openly go for an arena in the area.
2: And I think that's kind of facilitates the growth for um
1: what's being aimed aimed at as centrally locking down a
0: brand so this kind of goes off what you're saying about i'm just going to use your words here centrally locking down a brand the interesting part is they're calling them the hollywood of hammers but whenever you look at traditional sports like hockey football I'm going to go back to my home city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And whenever you look at football, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whenever we have hockey, we have Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Penguins. And to carry the same name for all of these teams and having three different teams playing three different esports, I mean sports essentially, having that same name, what do you think the difference is? And do you think they should actually... Adapt a little bit more and have a different name uh I don't think they need to adapt to anything I think
1: um names well city names are incredibly important, like you think of what's a good example if you think of a a city that it always does well um you know what, what? we're gonna keep with Los Angeles. They have the Los Angeles Angels in baseball, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. They've got the Kings. All all these kind of things that are located, kind of p- part of the city, right? So Hammers, the Hollywood Hammers, um, has that kind of like name association. So it's it's no longer just like Hammers Esports which isn't defined to a single thing. You go to Hollywood and you're an esports fan, it's now, oh, wow, I'm in the city where the Hollywood Hammers plays. And that can be something that's actually pretty exciting for most people. So it it kind of goes back to that just location thing where you, you're locking it down, which is, I think, big in of itself. Name-wise, yeah, I don't think it really it needs to be changed in any stretch of the imagination.
0: All right, so I'm going to actually just go ahead and answer my own question with a different answer, just because I do have a little bit of a different opinion than you. Okay. The only issue that I see with keeping that single name is with scheduling. If I want to go see, we'll just go with the Hollywood Hammers. If I want to go see the Hollywood Hammers play Clash Royale, I'm not going to be able to just look and say, okay, Hollywood Hammers, I can associate that with the Clash Royale. I have to look at it, realize that there's three different teams that go by the same name, and look a little bit more into the details of it. I don't think it'll cause a serious issue, but I do think it removes some of the clarity that you have in traditional sports. And right. I think it would look better and sound better to be able to say that they have several other teams and team names to go by
1: it's also entirely possible that kind of the way well, okay we'll use your example of if you wanted to buy like tickets to go see one of the teams play right uh if you think of it as you have like your overarching website so it'd be like your nhl.com your nfl.com something like that you can purchase tickets that way If there was an overarching website for Clash Royale, to continue with the example, it would, if you wanted like tickets to a specific team, you'd just, it'd just be like a couple portals away from getting tickets directly for that team. So, as long as you kind of know, I think the avenues on how to acquire the tickets you're looking for, I don't think it necessarily poses a problem. But, I, I agree with what she said. It kind of... it The problem could be there. It just... It's dependent on how it's tackled.
0: Yeah, I mean, it opens the, realms to mis- or the realm to mistakes. Even if you did have separate websites, there's still going to be some of these other ticket-selling companies. I can't think of one off the top of my head for some reason. And if someone's selling a ticket on there, and they say, oh, yeah, LA, Hollywood Hammers played... X date and maybe they made a mistake during purchasing the tickets because some of those websites the way they work is they'll buy out a percentage of the tickets so that you have to go through their website at and have to read the ads so they get money off of it and then purchase the tickets even if they're at the same price they're available on their website and if there's just one mistake from one of the organizations that are doing this it could honestly just leave some of these fans upset and angered and leaving the Hollywood Hammers for this example to have to actually work to with their fans to not anger anybody right. and I just I think it opens up the chance of having an error come through that could just easily be changed by making it the Hollywood hammerheads just like add another word just to have that little bit of a difference
2: right uh,
1: okay as, as just as a little side note other than
0: hammerheads what what else would you have hammer hands hammer feet <laughs> yeah hammer hands uh honestly I'm not very good with names Crown even came up with a name for uh, our podcast, because I am not a good name person. If I ever a e- kid, my name in it. I had
1: eSports Power Hour, what are you talking about? Wait, was that you? That was me.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't come up with RTE, um, but I came up with eSports Power Hour. I'm I'm still giving Crown credit for eSports Power Hour after your WWE Rocket League. <laughs> okay,
1: well... Oh, okay. Okay.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not very good with names. Like I said, if I ever have a kid, my wife's naming it, because it's to be something (laughs) real dumb. (laughs) Fair enough. I mean, do you have any other thoughts, like ideas for names? Uh... Hmm. Okay, well, we've got hammerheads.
1: I don't think there's any other hammer animals. Go. Hollywood hammer nails. No, just, yeah, that's pretty bad. See. That's You're not, just
0: as bad as I am.
1: It's not no. Well, okay, <laughs> no, not necessarily. I know what I would name my kids if I had kids,
0: or what I would aim towards. But... Solve sovereign. No, actually. Solve two because you can't think of another mix of solve. <laughs> no, solve two is take, and it was probably
1: going to be like xx solve 234 uh xx <laughs> you know something, something oh, okay.
0: like that okay just go full blown like ign status
1: yeah full blown rpg like you know you gotta get that name username unavailable <laughs> please try again
0: <laughs> i can just see it now you have a birth certificate the doctor comes back and just hands you a screenshot Saying the name's taken.
1: Oh my god, that would be a... That would actually be a fantastic name. Hollywood Hammers. Doctor comes in, birth certificate Hollywood Hammers has been taken.
0: (laughs) But, uh... Hollywood Hammerheads has taken. Just to uh, get back on the topic, there's one more thing I actually wanted to add, and then whatever you have, then I'm pretty much out of things. But, uh, just a couple other cities that have theaters that have actually played host to some major esports orgs. The Chita- or the Chicago Theater played host to the League of Legends World Championship. <laughs> the Wang Theater in Boston had the Dota 2 Boston Major. And Fox Theater in Atlanta hosted Counter-Strike Global Offensive. So they're some of the bigger or, or bigger Theaters that we could actually see doing the same idea if this goes well. Right. Can you think of any more off the top of your head, or are you? Any more theaters or theaters or anything to talk about? Going off this, uh,
1: I could definitely think of someone to talk about.
0: Perfect.
1: Uh, we'll keep. We'll keep with the esports scene uh, here in Canada. I don't know if they're doing something similar in the states where where you're located. Um, but to my knowledge, Cineplex is doing a sort of eSports tie-in where you can come in and play Call of Duty in the movie theaters at specific times, or uh, they're hosting tournaments for... Um, I'm, I'm not familiar... I think it's Call of Duty, but I'm not 100% sure, because it's been some time since I've been there. But something to that extent where, you, like, yeah, you can come in and somehow play on the big screen and like play the the tournaments in the theaters. So yeah, I guess I'll throw it back to you with the question of is that something that should be explored throughout the United States as well? Or do you think that's just kind of like a little gimmick?
0: Well, I just want to toss this out. I think we're talking of a different type of theater here. Oh, no, Not you're, yeah, movie no, theater.
1: You're, you're, no, you're talking about, like, a stage theater.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: like, uh, like plays and stuff, like ballet or like a, like a performance hall, a concert hall, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I believe that what you're talking about is in North America in some areas. I don't think there's anything where I'm from because I'm from a still city. Right. Hence the name. But, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that it's worth exploring, but I don't see a resemblance to this, honestly. I think it's, well, I know it's a different type of theater because you're not going to be able to have a league match on a large screen TV and have all the players there at the same time and make it look good, in my opinion, at least of the movie yeah. theaters around me. So I don't know that that would actually work with a lot of the games. Yeah. But it would be worth it on an amateur level to consider. So here's another thing.
1: If we go back to the, uh, the Chicago Theater, which played host to League of Legends World Championships back in October, uh, with TCL Chinese Theater deciding to pick up Hollywood Hammers, if a franchise came to Chicago, Is the Chicago Theater a likely home for them?
2: Uh, Likely home for another org, you're saying? For, uh, for, yeah, like another, uh, a
1: Chicago version of the Hollywood Hammers, the Chicago Cyclones or something like that.
0: I I can see it now in headlines, Chicago Chimeras. Ooh, that'd be interesting. The
2: Fullmetal Alchemist reference.
0: But yeah, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't look to do it if it works that well. I don't think it'll happen anytime in the immediate future, just because why be the first one in the door whenever there's somebody else already knocking? I mean, it just doesn't make sense yeah. to take the potential hit whenever someone else is willing to. Yeah, it's kind of
1: like a wait in the bushes sort of thing, kind of see how it pans out. You know, yeah, that's kind of creepy. I've got another analogy I was gonna do, but uh, I think I'll, I think I'll pass on it. It was actually a better analogy than the last couple I've done. But...
0: If it involved waiting in a bush, I don't think we should do it. I think uh, it... <laughs> we should probably move on to the outro. Actually, all right. Yeah, <laughs>
1: there were no, there were no bushes involved. Uh, I can, I can assure you that much. But uh, well, everybody, that's gonna wrap up this week's episode of the Esports Power Hour. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. Maybe learned something with with Madam and myself. Be sure to give us your opinion by emailing us at roundtableesports at gmail.com Like us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. All those links are going to be in the description below here on SoundCloud. You can also support us on Patreon if you want to show some extra support for the cast and the show. And That's going to wrap up this week's show. I've been Sovereign. He's been Madam. We'll catch you back next week. Have a good week.